Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. I want to take a look at the best-dressed man in wrestling right here. Dusty Rovia McAdreen. It ain't no doubt. It ain't no doubt. Flair, bring that old cashmere coat out here. Ha, <laughs> gee, I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. A fine network. A glorious network. It's Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you! Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, back here in the factory, along with J.D., it's J.K. What's up, Eshua? How y'all doing? Hey, hey, good to have you back. Yes, sir. There's JD helping him out there. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid. Please subscribe. Comment away. Everybody say hello to Leo in the stream team today. <laughs> uh, we're getting pretty close to last call for our No Dunks live show in Salt Lake City. It is this Friday night, February 17th, 8 p.m. at the Urban Lounge. Hit that link in the show notes. Get yourself a ticket. Come on out. Hang with the boys. Very, very excited about this one. Uh, fun show here today. A little bit later, we're going to play Is This News? Going to throw some headlines at you guys, and uh, we'll debate whether or not they're newsworthy. But let's start with the games. Only five on. I think we can touch on all of them. Let's start with the Bucks edging the Celtics, depleted Celtics, 131-125 in overtime for Milwaukee's 11th straight win. But Tassett was not easy, despite no. the Celtics missing a ton of guys. The Celtics lose. But it feels like a win to mm-hmm. me with their supporting cast who are going to play a big role in the postseason looking great. I thought Malcolm Brogdon, bouncy, crossing guys over, getting to the rim, dunk, you know, with 26 off the bench. Same with Derek White in the starting lineup. Just feeling very, very, very confident shooting the three. I don't care if he shot 25% from three. He hit three of them. So you got to feel good about that swishing addition. And the new guy, Mike Muscala, contributing. Everywhere. You can yeah. put the ball on the floor a little bit as well, not just shoot the three. So, yes, it goes into overtime. But I think the Celtics feel great. And the Bucks also feel great because you got enough from the supporting cast as well. I know there's uh, not a lot of contributions from, you know, Brooke and Connaughton. But 
Chris Middleton took over for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You want you need that. He's he's he is slowly gearing up for the postseason and the Drew game. Uh, who won the game at the end? Drew Holiday with forty. You got to insert Crowder, who's not going to play until not make his debut until post All Star game. But I think both these teams feel great here at this point. Only a half game separating the two. It's pretty exciting for it to have a race here. The last twenty games of the season at the top of the East. This is a win win. You're saying? I, I think I'm going to say that for every game. Oh wow! I'll find a reason. <laughs> okay. I'll find a re- this is a win win. I mean, there's something we're missing. Four other five starters, and you went through all those guys that helped out. Sam Hauser. Hitting the crazy three <laughs> to get it into overtime. What a bomb that was. And even Blake Griffin had a pretty good all-around game. Um, so, yeah, they got a lot of contributions, but uh, a little too much Giannis putting pressure on the rim. He was missing a lot of free throws. Started yep. to hit them when it mattered. You said that Chris Middleton stretch huge. I thought Ingles was pretty solid, too. And Drew Holiday. Oh, my God. I feel like this guy's amazing on TNT. I don't know. I'd have to check the numbers, but I feel like he's had elite games this year over the last couple years when they're on national television. He's the new playoff for our national TV Rondo or uh, Linus Kleza, Linus Kleza, whatever his name was. Back in the Nuggets days, he was amazing on TNT. Uh, that's, the, that's Drew Holiday right now, man. Guy was 8 for 12 from yeah, Kleza-like game from Holiday. Big time. Last night, I thought. Big time. Showing up in the clutch there. But, uh, you know, Drew Holiday was kind of on the list of who would you take off the team if you're inserting a snub from the Eastern Conference. He said, snub this, suckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's had a lot of big shots this season. With Chris Middleton being out for a huge chunk of the year for the Bucks, and on a very strict minutes limitation, he gets the 25 minutes. They're like, sorry, game over. You're not doing anything. Holiday has stepped into the Middleton role and been a Middleton-esque Ferris wheel as well. In games, I feel like he'll just disappear for a little bit of time and then show up uh, when the Bucks absolutely need him. So I thought that was pretty sweet uh, from Drew Holiday and the Bucks. And yeah, nobody out there for the Celtics, even Robert Williams, usually a starter for him, came off the bench, played 13 minutes. It was kind of a rest game for him anyways, mm-hmm. Joe Mazzulla said afterwards, but... He would have issue with what you said, Tess. He said this is not a moral victory for oh. our team. That would be disrespectful to the guys out there. They wanted the actual win, and they almost got it. Some serious guys being dudes. Derek White, he's a man right now. He's playing incredible right now. Defending Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's making quick decisions. He's shooting the ball a lot. 12 threes. Didn't make very many of them. But he's a kind of a record scratch guy a lot of the time, which yeah. is what happened for the Celtics on their very last possession in overtime. He was picking on Ingles. I was feeling like, uh uh-oh, this could be a problem for the Bucs come playoff time if they're trying to run Ingles out there on the court. But they got Jay Crowder coming as well. 27 points, 12 assists for Derek White. Hoping everything's okay. I don't know if you guys saw the report. He was having uh, trouble hearing out of his left ear after last night's game. I think Jared Greenberg was reporting this. Uh, So he did not travel with the team back to Boston. Derek White is sticking around in Milwaukee to visit an ear doctor. So uh, no idea what uh, that is from, but hopefully he's okay because he has been on one as of late. Um, and they almost pulled it off. Uh, yeah, end of regulation, you know, that huge shot from Sam there. But they were up five, right, in, in overtime. I'm thinking, geez, they're going to do this here. Uh, but in the end, the Bucks came back. No moral victories for Joe Missoula. I get it. He was so <laughs> pumped after Sam Hauser's three, and then they got the stop on Chris Middleton at the other end. He was the most excited Celtic. Coach Missoula was jumping up and down. I like the intensity from him, there's, yeah. there's no doubt. But uh, the, the Drew show, tying a career high. Didn't even realize yeah, that with, the, with this 40, although he's had 41 in the postseason. Yeah, he's when he's called upon, that's when he, he's needed. He's, he's, not sure. a, he's never a number one type guy, but they're needing him without Chris Middleton. But I, I do like the fact that Middleton's gearing up, and Crowder's got to come 
Crowder's got to play. I think that's the important part, but he will very soon. I hope we see these teams in the playoffs. I feel like a lot of people are hoping that. Eastern Conference Finals, I guess there's still a possibility it happens in the second round again. But they have met, like, what, three times out of the last five years uh, in the postseason? Let's do it again. you got a real rivalry here. Love this Drew Holiday quote after the game, by the way. For me, as long as we get the win, I'm okay. The only stat I look at is turnovers. That's kind of how I determine if I had a good game or a bad game. <laughs> Tonight, what did I have? Five turnovers? To me, that hurts my soul. <laughs> Drew Holiday despite 40 points eight three-pointers made including one from uh, you know behind half at the end of the third quarter to beat the buzzer actually it was like a bit of a momentum three there to sort of get the Bucks going he's still his soul hurts <laughs> from five turnovers tasks he's a soulful man yes <laughs> yes <laughs> scary moment for Bucks fans too when Giannis went down that arena was holding its breath banging knees there uh, pretty late in this game and he was like he didn't want help up yet, and he was sort of like, you don't see Giannis like that all that often. Like, you know, he seems like he's superhuman. Uh, but he stayed out on the floor. I guess they went to a commercial break, right? Came back, yeah. and he was out there. So shouldn't be anything too, too serious. Uh, any other thoughts from Bucks Celtics? Any other notes? I don't think I had any other notes regarding this one. It was just weird on that last possession for Boston. They looked tired like they yeah. looked like exhausted you know these guys are all playing gigantic magic mimics. mike played 44 minutes magic mike <laughs> yeah come on son magic <laughs> come on mike. magic mike yeah just come on son that's yeah. that's crazy uh, to me. we got call this guy magic mike i've said it for like three times oh. in the last week oh, you're not listening guy, he's got enough nicknames they call him jaws they call him moose you're they call him me? musky it's on tnt i'm seeing a magic mike commercial every time they go that's to a commercial out. break we going this weekend sure <laughs> come on son i'll take you that's a good the kids ticket magic mike <laughs> that's a yeah, good movie man. It's a what? good movie. It's a good movie. First not, one not, was. Not second this. one was not. Yeah, I forget. You think I the third the one's going to one. be good? I don't know. It's a good series. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine. It's entertaining. 44 minutes like was the, my point that like the guy the played. Moose. So it went to overtime and uh, yeah, he was they tired. were out of gas. Yes, he was tired, as was White, as was uh, Grant Williams, I thought. They were all just like, okay, can somebody please take this last shot here? It should have been White. It should have then been Williams. And then it was a turnover. Suns top the Kings, 120-109. Kevin Durant watching from the bench. Uh, Devin Booker was special in this one. 13 to 20 from the field. He didn't even attempt a three-pointer in 29 minutes, I believe it was, 30 minutes of play. Uh, His best game, really, since coming back from missing a quarter of the season, Devin Booker was out. Missed 21 games. I don't know why it felt a little shorter, but uh, he looked good. And then Chris Paul flirting with applesauce there. 19 assists, 8 in a monster line. Those are really, really... Solid win here for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Kevin Durant living the life. He gets to go to work in a hoodie. He showed up uh, on the bench with a hoodie. And then he gets to play with some of the best basketball players in the world. He's played with so many good ones. Now he's going to play with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And DeAndre Ayton. Got to mention him because I was a little concerned with how the ball would be distributed with the way Durant is going to come in there. But I think Ayton is going to be able to own the paint as much as he wants. He was fantastic in this one. 60 to 42, the points in the paint advantage over the Sacramento Kings. And uh, even this team that's going to shoot uh, a ton of jumpers, because Aiton's not a, a foul drawn type of guy, type of big, that's not what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to shoot a lot of threes. And in this game where they got doubled up in the three point department, Sacramento hit 14 and they only hit seven. Uh, and Sacramento shot eight more free throws. They still win because. They're such a damn good jump-shooting team. (laughs) They are so, so special. There's going to be so much room for Booker and Chris Paul. 
when Kevin Durant's out there, and DeAndre Ayton, and then you got a, a Torrey Craig, who's surprisingly kind of under the radar, shooting forty percent from three. So I don't know. Up and down the roster, you know, this Kings played a good game, but up and down the roster, you can go through all the supporting cast too for the Suns. They look amazing. They look phenomenal. And and yeah, uh, this last twenty games is going to be a sprint to see who can steal that third seed, maybe even the second seed here mm-hmm. uh, in the Western Conference. What do you think of this one? I think the Suns have been completely energized by what's happened in the past month for them. Devin Booker coming back, Chris Paul playing a little bit better, and obviously the Kevin Durant trade putting a win in their sails, thinking we can win the championship here. This was an easy game for Phoenix, I thought. They were getting any kind of shot they wanted. Yeah, they couldn't hit threes, but it was because they were living in the lane. Like you said, over 60 points in the paint. Aiton had all kinds of space, and the Suns were really playing for each other, running plays to get touches in the paint then kicking it out for an open three wait that three's okay what if we just swing it around to the corner and then we get another drive downhill booker was looking incredible the pop is there he had two monster dunks in this game ayton's gonna have a lot of chances with a lot of wide open lanes once kevin durant uh makes it to phoenix and is actually playing in these games and if he's able to stay as aggressive as he was last night he should be 20 and 10 Every single yeah. night, basically never having to dribble the ball. I even saw one play where he put his shoulder into DeMontis Sabonis and scored at the rim. Impressive stuff from the Suns. They're going to pass the Kings, unfortunately, huh, for Sacramento yeah. uh, in the playoff seedings. But good year still for the Kings. I think they are ready for the all-star break. They looked a little tired of me last night. Yeah, eight, 29, 11 boards, four steals, two blocks, two assists. So he did it all. Also, I thought uh, Josh Okoge... He's doing one hell of a Mikhail Bridges impersonation right now. Uh, 19 points, 6 boards, hit some 3-pointers. Now, the box score is going to show 0 stats and 0 blocks, but he was sort of given the Fox assignment down the stretch, uh, and I thought a, a couple times knocked the ball loose in the paint Suns turnovers. Again, he wasn't credited with anything, but uh, I thought he did a solid job. If if Akogi and Torrey Craig, to some extent, you know, combine them together as the Mikhail Bridges uh, sort of fifth guy with the other four Sun Stars. Man, a hell of a team, and I'm with you. I think the Kings are going to sl- like drop a little bit here. That's okay. Like they're just trying to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, will the Suns be able to catch a team like the Grizzlies? Nuggets have put a pretty good distance between them and the rest of the pack, but will they? Uh, will they get the number two seed here once KD's in the mix, or will there be some, you know, growing pains? I know it's KD and it feels like you could put him on any team, but you never know. The dynamics of a team. It's ridiculous. The shots that they're <laughs> they're going to hit and be able to take on that Suns roster. And I love the, the – Trey was mentioning, you know, the, the swinging of the ball, going downhill. They're running these little weave cycles up top where Chris Paul is, is getting it and moving into the middle and Booker's flying behind him. And they're just going to be very tough to stop. And on the other side, yeah, they're tired, uh, it, it seems like. But, you know, they I, I love the, the Terrence Davis minutes. He, you know, you, you said the Josh Kogi got the, the De'Aaron Fox assignment. Uh, and uh, the same thing happened the other day. Like, Terrence Davis was pretty good against Luka Doncic. He's helping them off the bench. So they, they're they're feeling pretty good there. Kevin Herter, that stroke looking good, headed into the three-point contest uh, this weekend. Here's a little stat for you um, division sickos out there. The Suns, 9-0 and against the Pacific Division. <laughs> Only team without a loss in its division this season. Oh, that is sick stuff. But, sick stuff. But that's the best division in basketball, that's if I'm a, correct. A very, very solid division, absolutely. A couple of L.A.s, a Phoenix, the Kings, and who's the other one? Uh, the Jets. No. No. I can't. That's Who the, the hell Northwest. Else is in, uh... That's a good one, though. The <laughs> Lakers. Portland? Oh, I said L.A. Lakers. Yeah, Portland. OKC? Okay, no. 
Wait, what? Wait, who are you? Who, who are you? Which, which <laughs> Nobody you? knows oh, the Pacific. Pacific Division. King Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Warriors, right? Oh, Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 500 that's, team. Yeah. Yep, that's a great division. Uh, Kawhi, 33 <laughs> points, leads the Clippers over the Warriors. Look at this. Look at this Pacific Division matchup. 134, 124. Trey get it started. I mean, this was a, a really solid Kawhi game, and the Warriors are 500. Like I said, 29, 29. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. How many three-pointers did he hit last night? Seven. He was shooting the ball well. Came out shooting the ball well. Had the nice moment with Draymond where he had a really tough fadeaway. They both laughed to each other. Draymond knew it was going to be a long night. But uh, the thing that stuck out to me was I thought the trade guys showed up for the Clippers. Mason Plumlee, eight points, five rebounds, three assists, and a steal in 17 minutes. Gordon went for seven, three, three, two blocks. Made a three-pointer in 21 minutes. And Bones Highland. Hit for six points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal in 16 minutes. They were all pretty big in the third quarter uh, for the Clippers in this one, really stretching out the lead and kind of turning the tide uh, for L.A. So a good start for those guys. I mean, it's it's weird because the Clippers feel very similar to the same team where it's like you got two superstars. As long as they play well, you got a chance. Then you've got 100 guys that you've heard of before. When the guys that you've heard of before play well, it's nice. Big concern, though, for Golden State is that their defense is not there at all. You heard Steve Kerr say it afterwards. You heard Draymond Green say it afterwards. They basically put all the blame on the perimeter and the point of attack defense, which is basically Jordan Poole at this point in in the game uh, for Golden State right now. But L.A. hit 47% from three. They made 17 three-pointers. They only turned the ball over eight times, and they were huge on the glass, 12 offensive rebounds. If you lose those three categories that badly, it's tough to win, especially – with the Warriors right now having no Curry out there, no Wiggins play. Wiggins didn't play last night. He would have helped at the point of attack defense. Klay Thompson's just slower right now, so he ain't helping too much there. And Gary Payton, the second, is out of the lineup for them right now. So basically, the Warriors are saying, yeah, we're a mid-team right now. Yeah. And we should not be a mid-team right now, but the effort isn't there, and that's true. The effort isn't there every single night, but also the personnel isn't totally there every single night. You can see why they went through with the Gary Payton, the second trade. Uh, just to have him on the perimeter, even if he's going to be out at least a month longer, probably uh, with that core problem. Clay, cool for him to play in both backs of a back-to-back for the first time since his injury, since mm-hmm. 2019, uh, an accomplishment for him almost four years, but he got through it, through that work. And uh, on the other side, you mentioned, yeah, the three guys that came over. I'm glad that there was the proper shot distribution with those three and Norman Powell, who is the sixth man of the year, I think. Mm, you know, those, him and Brogdon. Yeah, going at it, there's no doubt. But Norman Powell deserves to keep shooting. He got 17 shots in this game, which tied Kawhi for the team lead. And he he's a monster off the bench. So I'm just glad that Eric Gordon and Bones Highland specifically are didn't in this game uh, take shots away from him because it's a clear pecking order. It's Kawhi, Paul George, and then it's Norm Powell as the scorers on this team. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you know, the, Ty Lue still has to figure out who are we playing here. That he's going to play those three guys with Norm Powell off the bench, but Toom's not getting a lot of minutes right now. Uh, the starting lineup will probably remain the same. But Kawhi obviously looking amazing. So those seven threes tying his career high. Uh, he's yeah, we're we're in this weird weird spot. I know we've been talking about how the West is a glut. It's it's not opening up at all. All these teams can run to the third seed. All mm-hmm. these teams that we're talking about right now, even even the Warriors, which doesn't seem like it. Uh, but they, everybody's you know kind of middling away, and the Suns are going to pull away, but the Clippers are starting to pull away too, and the uh, five seed. All right, let's go to uh, teenage mutant Yaka Pertle. Scored thirty. Siakam had twenty six. Raptors beat the Magic one twenty three one thirteen. Raps shot a season best sixty point two percent. 
from the floor, and a lot of that was Pirtle. 15 of 17, he added nine boards, six blocks, and uh, here we go with the wraps, Tess. Are you convincing yourself with a win over the Magic that this team, ooh, after the All-Star break, you get OG back there. You get Gary Trent Jr. didn't play in this one. You've got Pirtle. you got an actual center now that could do something with the ball. That was the big thing from takeaway from this one to me. It was like they were trapping Fred Van Vliet, and he would like throw it to uh, Pirtle in the middle. He was looking like Draymond Green playing four-on-three basketball after the trap. It was amazing. Um, can they do something here and climb up the Eastern Conference standings, or is this just them playing a very good Orlando Magic team, but nothing to get too excited about? Well, I think they're going to be a fun playing team. <laughs> they, they might be the team to reckon with. Other than the Knicks, I, <laughs> we're ta- I'm talking playing already. I can't believe it. Uh, but the, the Knicks and Raps are the two best playing teams. Right now. Yeah, well, they will be at the end of the season, oh, okay. too. I don't think the Knicks will get out of there. I do. I over, think, over I the think Nets will be in there. Oh, the Nets, yeah. I forgot about them dropping. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. And, uh, yeah, so the Raps will be the best team in the playing tournament. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, wow. <laughs> well, they've got a center. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, he, he can, yeah, handle. Uh, he can just basically stand under the glass and get rebounds. He had nine boards. Most of those five were offensive, just getting extra possessions. Yep. And, yeah, throw in the Draymond Green four-on-three comparison. Throw in the Marcus Gasol comparison. I mean, he it's, is yeah. – he can pass. Uh, he can handle, and he can obviously score. So – the Pirtle passing and uh, the Pirtle scoring. I mean, 15 of 17 from the floor. <laughs> it's just, ni- it's just nice to have a body uh, who is very, very <laughs> capable in there because they didn't have one. So, yeah, they're to, they are to be reckoned with. Sure. In the plan. In the, in the plan. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, they, they've got a hole. They've got too big a hole, I think, to, to make up to actually get into the real playoffs. But... It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. you got to go through Toronto in the play. <laughs> they should be the seventh seed, I imagine. <laughs> wow. Wow. Will there be a game in Toronto is what you're saying. Will there? All right. There, there should be. <laughs> With the way the Hawks are playing. and Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, any thoughts on this one? I thought the Raptors did a good job taking advantage of the schedule. Second night of a back-to-back for the Magic, and they just fell apart completely in the second half. Scored 43 points. My other takeaway is that Markel Fultz is just good now. Guy's good. Yeah. 19 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks. A huge dunk in this one. Shooting 50% from the field this season. Obviously doesn't have a three-point shot, really, but he'll take him. Made one last night since January 1st. 14 a game with four rebounds, five assists, two stocks, 53% from the field. He's smart. He's aggressive. He's got good size. He's got, like, good change of pace skills. For the way his career started, it's pretty impressive that he's able to be a real player out there. He's fun to watch. Yeah, we often say it. Oh, this guy's going to this, you know, under-the-radar market. Yeah, maybe he'll get his career back on track. It happened. Absolutely. Uh, he looked great with that dunk. And another guy who got his night on track, anyways, Jalen Suggs yeah. uh, for the Magic, playing up against Scotty Barnes, the guy who was picked just ahead of him. I think there was a little motivation. He looked great yeah. off the bench. Uh, my only other notes, Siakam was cooking for mid-range as this game went on. He had that jumper going last night, and he's very tough to stop when that's going. Van Vliet with a 15 assists, I think is tied his career high with 15 dimes. So, again, they were like... You could tell the Magic's game plan was like, let's just let's really contain Van Vliet, make him make a pass and see what happens, and he was making that pass. Guys were knocking down shots, and like we said, Pirtle was scoring off a lot of those. Boucher blocked Bull Bull on a three-point attempt. <laughs> That's a lot of limbs <laughs> on a possession there. Chris Boucher is a lanky guy. Bull Bull, maybe one of the lankiest guys in the league. Somehow, I, like, There's not many guys that are making that block on a Bull Bull three-point attempt. And you said about the Raptors, whether or not they move up the standings here, are they in the play-in? What happens down the stretch? They host the Pelicans in their first game following the All-Star break, 
and then they play seven of eight on the road. Some of them, not against the greatest teams in the league, but it gets tough. There are games in Cleveland. There are games in Denver. There are games against both the LA teams and the Clips and the Lakers. So that may be right there, Tass, will uh, decide sort of where ultimately can they get out of the plan or will they be one of those teams probably from 7 to 10 at the end of the season. It's a big, big stretch for the Raps. But they look like a lot better team with Pirtle <laughs> as a real center that can block shots and can actually facilitate a little bit or at least put pressure on the rim. You can score. Um, so that's good. Uh, final game. Kuzma returns from injury, and the Wizards crush the Blazers 126-101. TK, what do you got? The main thing to me was that there were some great highlights in this game. I this agree. Is, yeah, yeah there's some great highlights. Bradley Beal had a huge dunk yeah. on Drew Eubanks. Shaden Sharp had an awesome dunk. He may have hit his head on the bottom of the backboard when he went up for this one. Just made you sad. Just made you sad to see before All-Star Weekend yeah. is coming to see this guy flying. He had a pretty good game as well. Otherwise, we also had a buzzer beater from Damian Lillard at the end of the first quarter. Kyle Kuzma was his at the end of the third quarter, I believe. There's a lot of half-court shots last night. You also include Drew Holiday. Like yep. He hit one earlier. Yep. Uh, that was what stuck out to me. Some good highlights in this one. Also my first note. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of dunks. Yeah. A lot of shots made. And, yeah, the Wizards, the Porzingis experience was a, a great one as well. They got him going early. He was showing that he's his bag. His bag sometimes is full. Uh, it is. Uh, it was fun to see that. And, the, yeah, the Bradley Beal dunk was out of nowhere, the baseline jam. So they had a full experience, and the Blazers, unfortunately, with a young team after beating the Lakers, I guess you, you get these nights uh, where they were leaving the Wizards a little too open, yeah. and that's why they were – Scorching, 57% from the floor. Lost every quarter against the Wizards at home in a in games where you're like trying to, of course, win here and get in play. A disappointing, brutal performance defensively from the Blazers. But the Wizards, you know, with Kuzma back, they're like, they see Porzingis, 28-12-5. They got Kuzma, 33-9 rebounds, you know, hit six threes. You got Beal, you know, not an amazing game, but 19 points, four assists, you know, decent shooting there from, uh, from the field. It's like... Uh-oh. Wizards for sure going to talk themselves into the big three here with mm. these guys. Sign Kyle Kuzma. Look out. 42 and 40 next year. It's going to be gig. It's going to be big. Uh, but they got they took care of business. They're 27-30. They're going to be one of these potentially one of these play-in teams too, right? Um, oh yeah. It's just so many teams right now that you're like one night you can convince yourself pretty good team. And then the next night they look like garbage. Like the Blazers are like that to me. The Wizards are like that. <laughs> Usually theirs is like a four-game stretch where they're really, really good, and then four-game stretch where they're really bad. The Raptors are sort of there. The Hawks are absolutely that Gotta type of team. Gotta put the Hawks in. Gotta put the Who Hawks else am I missing? There's like there's so uh, many. I guess the Bulls-ish. Absolutely. Yeah, Bulls. Bulls yeah. Once, they get the, once they get Russell Westbrook and he propels them to the play-in tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. Revenge game against the Washington Wizards. That'd be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Portland's like that. Utah's like that now. OKC's like that. Golden State's yeah. like that now. Minnesota definitely yep. is like that, though. Uh, they seem to be pretty consistent these days. But all these teams that are 500, they are 500 for, for a reason. reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right. Well, that's five games from last night. Let's hear what we missed. Uh, any thoughts on those performances? Whatever you got, let us know in the stream team. Tweet at us at NoDunkSync. We'll take our first break. When we come back, though, some juicy Is This News headlines. Don't go anywhere. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events 
the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Right before the break, we were uh, joking. Once Westbrook signs with the Bulls and he plays the Wizards, it'd be a revenge game. <laughs> it was a joke, okay? But anyway, Brendan here on the stream team. Great idea. This is like Galaxy Breen GM thinking. Get a team. That's the first part. Gotta get an NBA team. <laughs> nice. Trade for one player from every team. And then all games are revenge games. Go undefeated. So, I mean, obviously you're going to have a problem like rotating in uh, the 30 guys or 29 guys, I guess, from the other 29 teams. <laughs> have to be a lot of G League action going back and forth, but every game a revenge smart. game? Smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's motivation. Yeah, but I, you got to target the players like a Westbrook who have been on many franchises, yeah. right? Like, oh, that's he's good. He's got a lot of revenge games yeah, good idea. at this point. Uh, yeah. Same with like a Chris Paul. There are players who have been around. Oh, like, so get think, Ish Smith. Yeah, Garrett Temple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an interesting Jeff strategy. Green, he's been on a lot of teams. Yeah, if you can go undefeated with this kind of a team, there's something to this strategy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's get into a little Is This News? Whoa, Is, is This News? All-Star Edition. Got a new intro, baby. Love that's that's us at all-star podiums. Is that what I, that was? I think so. <laughs> okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Asking questions of the players. Love it. Looking, um, looking way up because they're all perched up there on their platforms. Wow, yeah. They used to, hey. they, they didn't used to be. Oh, that's a smart move. It just kept getting higher and higher and you kept getting further and further away. That's smart because they used to be eating the tape recorders. I remember like my... My phone was hitting, or my mic was hitting Dirk's teeth once. Like, really, really, really close. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a good move. I remember the one time, was it uh, was it Chase Buttinger? That it's like nobody was around him. And I went up to ask him a question. Because nobody was around, like, I'm just going to jump up on the podium with you so that we can have, like, a real talk. I jump up, Uh-oh. someone right away, get down! Nope, I turn around. <laughs> I think it was him. I think When he was yeah, in a dunk right. contest, yeah. yeah. He was um, in a duck contest. He did a white man can't uh, jump yes, uh, yes, throwback yes, dunk or something like that. Did, what, what did Pat Connaughton do? Also he did, did a white also man did. can't jump. Yeah. Okay, Mac McClung. We'll see you soon. <laughs> if you're white, you got to do it. It's a rule. Uh, all right, so I got some headlines for you guys. And the first one is about All-Star Weekend. It's from NBA.com. The 2023 State Farm All-Star Saturday Night Fields announced. They did it on TNT last night. Skills Challenge. We got the Let's bros. Go! We got the, the Anatokounmpo bros. Uh, once again, they've done this before. Yes. Giannis and Thanasis and Alex. Uh, team Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton. <laughs> and then Team Rooks. Got to make it sound cool instead of saying Team Rookies. Uh, we got Paolo, Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith Jr. It's a three-round competition. There's a team relay. There's team passing. There's team shooting. And the team with the most challenge points after three rounds will be the champion. They did do this last year. No one remembers, but... 
The Adesikumbo bros, remember, they lost and they want revenge. They want revenge, I guess. Uh, yeah, let's just touch on that first. Uh, is this part newsworthy that they're running back this version of the skills challenge? You find no, no. It, it's the lettuce of Saturday night. It's the filler. I mean, let's let's be honest. It, they need a third event. It should be shooting stars. Right. Uh, the fun part is at the end, if you want to call anything fun, right at the end, I think all three are shooting in a or, or passing into a ring at the right at the end. Oh, I, I That's thought, the I end. thought that was the second comp, but maybe. Yeah. Second comp? Well, like there's, the second a, there's a, re- a passing part. There's oh, a relay part. There's a passing Three thing. different parts? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's the most fun part because the three bros, I guess I'm imagining the three bros yeah. firing it through the cylinder at the same time. That's the only fun part. Yeah. And scene. I'm not talking about it okay, anymore. Okay, okay. For me, I, anybody else wants no. to go ahead. Hey, man, Giannis is doing an event on Saturday night. That's it's fair. Like, I got it. If my brothers are, a good are doing it with me, so, I'm in. He's the only superstar doing anything on Saturday night. You got to give him props to that. It is the skills game challenge. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're Damian Tatum. Lillard's in the three-point contest. I said superstars. Uh, okay, okay, okay. A championship. Okay. MVPs. Three-point no, it contest. Is, it is guy's a, a top point. five player in the league, and he's actually showing up to entertain on Saturday night. I love it. He would go in the dunk contest if you asked him. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, Did he do a white point. man can jump? No, no, he didn't. Oh. He didn't. Uh, he was a, that was a very young Giannis in the dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, three-point contest. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, but we'll show you the graphic here for everybody on YouTube. Uh, it's confirmed right now. It's Halliburton, Hero, Heald, Herter, Lillard, Markinen, Simons. Though he got injured last night. So I don't know what's going to be the update on that. This his status. Maybe we'll have to get a replacement. And then Tatum. Um, again, we talked about this yesterday. Probably not a whole lot to add. This is the starry three-point contest. There will go. be those deep balls. And the starry. It's like... I thought, I thought you were referring to the all-stars in here, but yeah. No, no, it's no. Just I'm starry. talking about the drink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, if Simons can't go, who will it be? Well, I heard on the Phoenix broadcast they were complaining that Damian Lee <laughs> yes. is not in it. 43.7. Shot 50% one month, they said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said on the broadcast. I love it. Listen, <laughs> get him in. Get the stars in there because those threes are harder than the Damian Lee threes. So it's nice to have four all-stars in there. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty pretty starry competition, I would say. <laughs> yes. So it's 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 great. Yeah, I think the lineup is very good. It's solid. It's solid. I mean, honestly, get rid of the skills challenge and give me more three-point shooters. Go back to the old where they shoot at the same time. Mm. Just make it a bigger field. I don't care. Like, the skills is stupid. It's a waste of time. Get more shooters in there. This one always delivers. It's always at least entertaining. Someone catches on fire. You get a couple great guys. Uh, So, yeah. Good job. Good field. And we'll see what happens with Simons and who replaces him. Isaiah Joe. Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe that'll be a chance for one of them to slide in. Maybe another all-star will just do it because they're there. Uh, Dunk participants. No sharp. That's right. Uh, Even though he threw down last night, it's Kenyon Martin Jr. Mac McClung, who was signed by the Sixers. So (laughs) you called that one TK way back in the day. He said, why don't they just sign him? Okay, they did. So he'll be, I guess, in a Sixers jersey. Uh, We've got Trey Murphy III and Jericho Sims. Uh, Big Knicks center with that. What do they call it? 44, 45 inch vertical. Guy can kiss the rim. Is that why he wears 45? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, not the uh, the flashiest names. We'll see what they deliver, though, on Saturday night. We found out the dunk judges, too. It's a wild bunch. Uh, Jamal Crawford. WNBA great. Lisa Leslie. Dunk great. Dominique Wilkins. Harold Miner. Baby Jordan. <laughs> is one of the dunk contest uh, judges. And then Carl Malone. Any thoughts on uh, who's judging Lisa, this contest? Lisa Leslie was the first to dunk in the WNBA, right? 
I do believe. Mm-hmm. She I think threw, so. She yep. threw it down. Yep. The expectations couldn't be lower. No, they couldn't. It's good. It's good. Although there, there's always little nuggets for me that co- leading into the All Star Weekend where I start to get excited. I start to hear these little. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. No matter what, it's gonna be great. You should see what this guy's got planned. You should see sure. what this guy's got planned. But I'm, I'm generally not, I'm keeping not doing expectations it. low. Let's do. Let's keep it low so we can only be pleased. It but is, you know what? You can still be excited for All Star Weekend. I am. Yeah, I know you are. I'm. I'm, I'm I. Th- I would say generally we all are fans of All Star Weekend. Oh yeah. It's an exhibition event. It's Sometimes the okay the dunk contest can stink, but overall it's fun. But you get all these curmudgeons out there. Like, why do we do this? Why do we do this? It's like, I stand for All Star Weekend. I love it. <laughs> I don't care. Like maybe it's a nostalgia factor, takes you back to your youth a little bit. But <laughs> I'm pumped. Regard like, and and credit always I say to the people that go in the dunk contest, because obviously no one really wants to the superstars at least. So the guys that do go out there, you get at least you know, give them a chance is all I'm saying, <laughs> and see what they can do. Instead of shitting on them beforehand, which a lot of people obviously are. Yep. At least these guys are in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We'll, uh, you know, it depends what happens. We need, the only way the dunk contest will ever come back is if somebody makes it a point to bring it back. Like, goes into the season saying, I'm going in the dunk contest and I'm going to win it. I'm going to put on a show. Yeah. That yeah. used to be a thing. Yep. But it is no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need somebody who wants to put the contest on their back. Maybe it's one of these four. <laughs> this could be the weekend of Mac McClung. He's playing in the Rising Stars on Friday, dunk contest on Saturday, and then the G League All Star <laughs> oh, Game. Oh wow! On Sunday, Just he's gotta... still allowed to play for the G League while well, he's got a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 76ers deal. Oh yeah, it's right. hilarious. <laughs> he's only the sef- second 76er who's going to be doing anything at All Star Weekend, right? Embiid is playing in the game, obviously, but Harden didn't make it. That was their only really other com- possible person who's yeah, going to do have, something. They don't have a lot of young guys. You're mm-hmm. right. So there's nobody in the Rising Stars. Maxi's year three, I think, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. Hmm. Hadn't I, thought about that. I no Niang in the three-point contest <laughs> yet. Oh, he's a former Utah guy. They Get him in. him the call. Get the minivan in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> McClung is on a two-way contract, so I guess he's technically playing uh, for both. Doing it both ways at the yeah. All-Star Weekend. Uh, yeah. Nice stuff. All right. Our next headline uh, from The Athletic. A fine website. The NBA and the Players Association discussing tying awards to games played. All right, let me just explain this really quickly. The NBA, the MVPA, they have held talks about tying the league's postseason awards. You know, we're talking MVPs and most improves and all that stuff to how many games players appear in during the course of the season. Is this news? It's news because it feels like, according to all sources that Mike Vorkanov at The Athletic talked to, that this is going to happen. There's going to be some form of this in the new CBA. So, excited that they're at least trying to address guys sitting out all the time. Right. How does it actually get enforced? That's a tough question because Embiid's sitting out with uh, knee management. Well, it's a knee injury. I, you know, I don't want to get into technicalities about it, but how the hell do you really enforce it? But that being said... Something has to be done. The numbers were broken down, I think, pretty well uh, by Mike Vorkanoff. 18-19, which was the season before everything got shut down, nine of the top 12 guys who got MVP votes. So nine of the top 12 played in 69 games or more. So, you know, a good percentage. And then we had those couple seasons, and then the last full season was last year, and only three of the top 12 in MVP voting played 69 or more. So they're addressing it, I think, even though it feels like it's been happening for a long time, the new CBA – will have something in it, and that is this the, the newest version of it. So that 
I just don't know how it happens, but it is interesting. A guy has to play in 65 games to win MVP or, 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 or whatever, any award. whatever number they put on it. Yeah. It's, um, it just seems a little, but you think I, this I, is... I'm not smart enough to understand, to figure out exactly what, what's going to be written, right. but it makes sense that they're at least addressing it. And you think this is really solely an attempt to oh, yeah. sort of, uh, figure out load management and, and, and less, absolutely. and less like concern about the actual awards and how it's uh, you know voted on and stuff like that, and how people all, like people take this into consideration as it is. I think for the most part, some yeah. of the voters. Yeah, but if everybody's playing sixty-five to seventy games, right? What does it matter right, if right, everybody's right. driving seventy? I'm driving seventy. You know, it's like everybody's everybody's taking off games, mm-hmm. and that's miles. That's not kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Trey, about this idea of tying games played to? Awards. I think Joel Embiid would agree with you, Skeets, that award voting is kind of already tied to games played. Yeah. He's the guy who has the biggest beef with regards to games played in the past couple of seasons. There's definitely like a potential for shenanigans when you're trying to get your games played numbers up. Get on the court for the tip-off, yeah. foul, sub out. That counts as a game played right I there. I guess that would screw with your averages, though. True, if you that care would screw that. with your averages. Yeah. But I agree with Tass. I think it's interesting and I think it's news because... The league is clearly trying to figure out a solution for load management. Player availability and general lack of interest in the regular season is like the biggest issue in the league right now. So getting ahead of it right now and at least trying and making an effort to figure out something with both sides contributing, I think is going to be huge in the next CBA. Because there's quotes in here in the Mike Vorkanoff piece from Silver talking about how like it's going to be different when we sign this next deal. We're not signing it like a big bundle like back in the day. Yeah. There's a lot more streamers coming in. There's a lot more options out there. So we need to get the best product we possibly can on the court every single night. We'll see what that ends up being, but I think it's uh, I think it's newsy just because clearly they're trying to negotiate something going forward. Yeah, and the, and the other thing with this too is like, it's not like you, um, if you buy a ticket to a game, like if you actually go to the game, it's not like every ticket, you know, I'm talking about the same seat, of course, it's not same for for all forty one home games. Teams charge a premium price. A lot of them, yeah. For for high end stars, high end teams coming through, you know, with Giannis and Curry and LeBron stuff like that, and so they charge you for that. And then sometimes I, I'm not like singling out those guys at all. I just use them as examples. But like those stars, then will sometimes not play for load management. This has happened a lot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I guess Cleveland got hosed a couple times mm-hmm. where a bunch of teams came and didn't play. Some of it injury, yeah. Some of it load management, but. Yeah, that's a kick to the nuts, right? For uh, obviously paying more for a ticket to see that on a league that totally markets itself as come see this superstar, come see this superstar. And then the load management sometimes takes them out. So, you know, outside of, and we don't need to go over it again, of course, reducing games, will it ever happen? That's revenue that the owners want. So yeah, this maybe is like some small step to trying to figure out load management. I mean, you're the baseball guy of the bunch. Thank you. There, there is a gold glove qualification. What are you talking? I don't well, know. Yeah, <laughs> gold glove probably got to play a certain to, amount of games. You have to play a certain amount of games or a certain amount of innings, like through X amount of games to qualify sense. it for it. So they do it in baseball, but they love their numbers. <laughs> they love their numbers yeah. in baseball. Well, yeah. how did this slip your mind, Tass? You have to log 713 innings in your team's first 141 games. Uh, <laughs> to qualify a gold glove? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the old 713 yeah. and 141. They just don't care about the last 21 games? <laughs> yeah. You got to get your votes in. Well, maybe they know that's when uh, guys are allowed shenanigans to have. Yeah, I mean, teams have... Sometimes locked up spots and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, w- I will say, though, I don't think Embiid, having played fewer games last year than just looking at it now, like, 
I don't think it really factors in that much. Yes, last year he played six fewer games than Jokic. The year before was a weird. It was a you know shortened season. I just don't think it factors in. But then of course to go he had the whole rookie of the year situation where he played thirty games was by far the best rookie. Yeah, thirty one games. What he year. was the best rookie, but that was held against them. And I think it, at some point, sure, you can't play yeah. 10 games. He was talking through it all last year. He yeah. was saying, I'm playing in, in every game I can possibly play, and what else can I do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's hear from everybody on that one. I think that's fascinating. You like this idea of tying mo- possibly games played to awards. And, and the, you know, there's incentives with these awards, or like monetary value added to a lot of these awards and right. selections and stuff like that's that. That's the other angle. It's that's n- a huge that it's part. not just to get guys playing but yeah. just, just get them excited about money yeah <laughs> that usually motivates most people so if it's hey you got to play in 70 games to make this all nba selection what then allows you possibility of super max and all that or whatever awards whatever bonus you have to win it's mvp good they're talking about it they're talking about they're, it it's good and i guess the players association sound open to it too it's not just like a one-way street here with the it's nba good they're talking about streaming and these micro blogs and playbacks Makes sense. I mean, I was watching a recap yesterday. It was just Matt Weiner of NBA TV reading the highlights over a recap of a game. It feels like that is ancient. Like, who's going to watch a recap of... It just feels like forever ago. Hmm? Recaps are dead. I enjoy it, though. All right. Next one here. ESPN. Nets trying to figure out Ben Simmons' usage without KD and Kyrie. This was from uh, two days ago now at this point. But let's have the Ben Simmons conversation because he did play just 13 minutes the other night. Uh, we briefly touched on it here on the pod. Is this news here? Uh, Jacques Vaughn trying to figure out how to play Ben Simmons, TK, with without the superstars around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Is it news? Uh, I mean, I guess so. The guy, three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA player, and we're talking about a team that has no stars. So I think it is a little bit news, but I think what Jacques Vaughn said was pretty damning. You put another big next to Ben, then you got to figure out what the spacing is around him. Then if you put another playmaker next to him, then you got to figure out what Ben looks like without the basketball. Yeah. Then if you go small with Ben, then you have to figure out, can you rebound enough with him? Can't play big, can't play small, can't play him off the ball. It's the worst Dr. Seuss ride <laughs> of all time. Basically, he's their third string center right now. People have pitched in the past a Ben Simmons surrounded by defense and shooting lineup. That is what the Nets have right now. They've got four guys in the rotation who shoot 40% from three. If ever there was a team you could build around Ben Simmons as the star, this could be it, but it's not even a thought. It's not even a consideration for Jacques Vaughn. It's just trying to figure out if they can do anything possible to get his trade value off the absolute basement of the NBA and figure a way to get rid of him. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. People always like to say, Oh, Ben Simmons is in a situation with no pressure. He's in one now. People also said the perfect situation for Ben Simmons would be playing next to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. All he's got to do is be Draymond Green. He went out and put up a triple single, but he ain't Draymond Green. So, Jock Vaughn has a lot of figuring to do if he doesn't think he can play him with any other players. I think Jake Fisher had the report going around that they are trying to, in the offseason, look to move Ben Simmons. But what are you getting back for this guy? So, maybe you're right, Trey. Maybe, maybe Jock Vaughn is being encouraged from uh, management, hey man, figure it out if you can because we do need to build this guy's trade value up a little bit to possibly <laughs> convince a team to take him in an offseason move. I don't think a, a coach has ever articulated it in that manner, that deeply. Just that, bl- bluntly that, and deeply. Yeah. Well, that, 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 
amount of detail. And I think John Vaughn is just a Makes straight, a lot of straight sense. up kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but in years past, it's been different because he was comfortable shooting the ball within five feet. Mm-hmm. So Jacques Vaughn said, it's tough to play him you know, with another big because of spacing. Okay, we, we've known that. It's tough to play him at center because he's too small. We've known that as well. But now it's tough to play him with another point guard because he's not going to be shooting it within five feet. And if he's not handling the ball, then what is he doing? Right. Um, he's, he, he can't put him in the dunker spot because he ain't dunking. So that's the problem. It's, it's a different bend. And this is a totally different player. So will he be traded? Yeah, two more years at a a monstrous figure. So, you know, close to 40 mil for these next two years. you got to have a team that's basically doesn't have a salary, doesn't pay anyone to take him on and to probably take a draft pick in the offseason. That is the recipe because he's not – no one's trading for his talent yeah. at this point. Uh, final headline here, and it's a weird one. It's from the AP – I don't even know why I put it in here. <laughs> but it's a fun story, or a weird story. Uh, fake sports memorabilia worth millions seized. Okay, so law enforcement agents confiscated over 600 fake championship rings across four major U.S. sports leagues and the NCAA from a South Carolina memorabilia store as part of a seizure of counterfeit merchandise. Counterfeit goods could have fetched as much as $15 million in retail. Is this news? <laughs> it's actually news. <laughs> but what do you think, Trey? Man, I'd love to have a take for every one of these news stories. Uh-huh. And this one was tough, Skeets. Yeah, yeah. This well, one what'd was you come tough. up with, man? Uh, You're a pro. You're a professional. I did come up with one. Okay. It's going to be news when I pull a heist to steal a fake Bulls championship ring. Ain't nobody going to know it's fake. Right. Probably looks real enough. If it looked real enough that they had to do a raid to find it, it looks real enough when it's on my finger. Yeah, I got this from Judd Bushler. Right. You know? So I just got to find out where they're keeping these things. Get a crew. <laughs> and pull a move. Because I'm coming for those fake bulls rings. Wow. Yeah, they had 83 NBA Finals rings. Part of the uh, the counterfeit stash here. I guess you got to have some cash. Because you got to pay for it. Right? <laughs> Well, I'm stealing, stealing it. I'm going to steal it. Oh, you're going to steal it. stealing it now you're stealing from the, the government. Stealers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smart. Uh, <laughs> Very. Are these 3D printed? I want to know. How did that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, of course, they're just they're just fakes. They got uh, they got Oliver in Canada oh, to, to, <laughs> to make these for them. No, Oliver wouldn't do something like 600 fake championship rings that these would have garnered $15 million. Yeah, yeah. Quick math, 25 grand each. Uh, but uh, you know the and the Bulls rings way more than the the Stanley Cup rings I yeah. assume yeah yeah no offense uh, to our National Hockey League loving friends do all That's of, a lot the, of coins. do all of the rings in the other sports football with the Super Bowl hockey with the Stanley Cup baseball World Series is it like the NBA where they're like personalized like are these eighty three NBA Finals rings does it say Judd Bushler on one of these rings. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Well, it probably depends on the year. Okay. Like when it was Maybe, going down. Yeah, that's true. The old ones, they probably didn't do it. They're just like, here's a fancy ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, Islanders. <laughs> there had to be an yeah, Islander uh, ring. They won four in a row. Yeah, for sure. In the early 80s, definitely when they were not personalizing them. Maybe I, the Oilers I, couldn't make us or Gretzky. I would love thing. the backup goalie. I mean, I'd love the starting goalie. I'd love Grant Fear's ring. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be super Bill nice. Bill Ranford? 
Nice. <laughs> I guess he did one. He did won he win the, one? Yeah, I don't right, know. 90? I think it was yeah, 90. They Bill, Bill backstopping uh, in 1990, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Bill Ranford. Backstopping Bill Ranford. Backstopping Bill Ranford. Um, yeah, love it. I want a, I want a gold glove ring. <laughs> do you get a ring for a gold glove? This this. Uh, what do you get? A gold don't, glove. Don't you get like a yeah, like Is a it glove an trophy? Yeah. Oh, and then the silver sluggers, they get like a little bat. Yeah, silver. it's like you're in That's cool. Little League. Yeah. But better. Uh, it appears that Bill Ranford won two Stanley Cups. 90 had to be one. I believe you're right. Yeah. I was there. Uh, oh, geez. He won the, the Conn Smythe Trophy MVP. 1990. MV- nice. Good call, man. What, o- what other year? I think he won 88. He had great curls. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Bill Ranford. All right. If you have thoughts on that headline, let us know. The one part of the story says 251 NCAA championship rings for unnamed sports. <laughs> Any sport. Yeah, it's like fencing, lacrosse and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's is this news. Let's take one more break. It's a quickie. When we come back, pick them results and a very fun tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, here we are in the Classic Factory. Let's start wrapping this up. You know what? Add the Kings to one of those teams that's infuriating to figure out from night to night. I know they have a great record, but as of late, it's like they look unbelievable one night. And then they lose. And they played the good Suns team last night, but that's a loss for me and Tass in the pick'em. 
They had a little couple points to play with too. Trey got it right. Five and five. Five and five. I'm four and six. What's tonight's game? There's a lot on. There's a lot on. It's a nice sked. James Wiseman's debut with the Pistons when they visit the Celtics. Let's see what he's got. Also, more importantly, I gotta say, the battle for third in the Eastern Conference Cavs going after those Sixers. They are visiting Philadelphia. We're favored by 2.5 points. Skeets and I think the Cavs will keep it at least close within two or win this game. Trey, you got the Sixers. What's the feel on the game tonight? Because this is this is important be in the standing. Should be a good game. Should be a nice match here. I don't know. I just feel like the Sixers are feeling a little bit uh, taken for granted right now. Mm-hmm. I want a little reminder here. We've been talking about a lot of teams. Sixers didn't do a whole bunch at the trade deadline, so let's see them put up a nice match. I think tonight. the Cavs could almost say the same thing. Yeah, seven-game win streak that's yep. sort of uh, going under the radar. Yeah. So hopefully everybody's uh, basically at full strength and have a good one here tonight. Sixers got to win by three for uh, TK to get that win. Otherwise, uh, Tass and I will get it if they keep it close or even win outright. The Cavs do. Listen to this jam. New song every day here for Pick'em. I don't know what's going on. Are we just going to continue with this? Have we uh, zeroed in on uh, one more than another, JD? I have not picked one. Okay. Any, anything jumping out to you? No, not really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, let's get <laughs> to continues. Tweet of the Night. <laughs> Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and Ariana Lenarski on Twitter, I guess for the fourth year in a row, I had missed the three previous years, but for the fourth year in a row, announced the 2022-23 all-hunk NBA official selections. First team. Let's go through them. All-hunk, okay? Uh... Ochai Abaji of the Jazz, Haul Neto, those are the two guards, is the first team, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Nick Claxton. Okay, those that that's the all hunk first team. All hunk second team. Jalen Green, Devin Booker, Yuto Watanabe, Kelly Oubre Jr., Steven Adams, Aquaman. Third team, Gabe Vincent, one of the guards. And we had a tie between Jordan Clarkson and Drew Holiday. This was voted on. Uh, Rui Hachimura, Jeremy Grant, and Jalen Duran. That is your <laughs> all hunk selections. Now, there was a follow up tweet uh, from uh, Ariana there, and it read We are in our fourth year of voting. It was an interesting one. Voters are experiencing fatigue with some perennial hunks. For example, Damian Lillard made first team three years in a row. This year, he didn't even place. <laughs> so wow. you forgot about how sexy Damian Lillard still is. Not even making. Uh, the, uh, any of the selections. Any any thoughts uh, and how the voting went down and and maybe maybe some all hunk snubs. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I thought there'd be a, a third tweet for Al Horford. Where's Al? Where's uh, Al? Um, Could have been a fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, 15 years into his NBA career, the guy's probably made the at least the first three teams. 10 out of 15 seasons. Yeah, I'd say all NBA first, and that's what it comes down to for me. If you're on the second or third team. Don't care about you. You wow. got to make the first team. Is it? Does this go on a basketball reference page? It should. <laughs> it should. I'm with you. Uh, I see Jerome here in our uh, Slack channel. He's saying Serge Ibaka struggling to find a spot on the all hunk team. He does <laughs> great art. looking man. He does fashion. Yeah. Great point. 
But I, I'm guessing Ibaka made a couple uh, yeah. all hung teams yeah, in yeah, years yeah. prior. Ochai Abaji. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Well, Ariana even went to went on. I didn't include the tweet, but it was like, yeah, out of nowhere. She was like, we didn't even know who this guy was out of nowhere. a week ago. <laughs> Jazz fans know, but yeah, come on. I'm really happy to see Howell Neto make the first team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always stumping for him when voting comes around. <laughs> you know, I'm sending little packages to the voters. <laughs> Vote Howell. He'll make you howl. Yeah. Ooh. They love it. <laughs> he made it. Saw him once in person at a PF Chang's, just as handsome in person. Oh, jeez, yeah. People don't talk about how striking his eyes are enough. <laughs> Now they will. Uh, do you think Jimmy Butler was helped out by the uh, um, preseason media day photo with uh, the long locks? Seeing his clean-shaven face? Yeah. Two yeah. looks, yeah. Volta- he, a versatile lot of, look. A lot of yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, he was probably... Uh... There was probably a little voter fatigue with him, so he decided to change it up. Who How am mo- I going to get who on Who are you most surprised by to see on this list? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like, Nick Claxton in my top five. He's a good-looking guy. I mean, <laughs> Drew Holiday shocked me a little bit. I was like, really? <laughs> what have I been missing? I haven't seen it. I don't see it in Drew what Holiday. I just think missing? he's a looking, normal-looking dude. I wouldn't say he's sexy. I, I he's throw- cute. He's cute? He's I think he's cute. I wouldn't call him a I dog. think a lot of these are, are really good. I think they've done a pretty good job on these, whoever was voting. I'd love to know the numbers on how many people were voting. I'm, we got to – you know what? We're doing an entire podcast on this next year. I got, we got to get in touch with Ariana, do some crossover uh, uh, work here. Big Survivor fan. I'm in a group chat with her. Right, oh, well, like, Literally randomly. I was like, what? To see this name show up. Oh, there you uh, go. Yep. Okay. So we'll follow up. Well, I'll see if I can track down the voting lists <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can see all the individual votes listed out. Everybody who got a third team vote. <laughs> Exciting. Oops. No Jose Alvarado. Crazy. Crazy, man. No Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. 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 <laughs> That's <just> wild. <laughs> Unbelievable. Not a single Canadian in the mix. Yeah. Nope. Shea, yeah. <laughs> How serious do voters take the word hunk? And what's your definition of hunk? Well, that's yeah, good question. Good point. Yeah, that's good point. I don't know. I don't <laughs> and who uses the word hunk? I know you don't see hunk a lot. You don't say it a lot. All hunk. <laughs> it's, it, should, it should absolutely go on their basketball reference page. Uh, we got to try and talk to somebody there, too, about that. Okay, great stuff. Ariana, thank you for the very funny tweets. Uh, let's, of course, hear from everybody in the stream team. Everybody listening, watching later, tweet at us at NoDunkSync. Biggest snub from this year's all hunk <laughs> selections. Or, yeah, somebody you were shocked that was just uh, added to the group here. Okay, we are, uh, we're back tomorrow. Hey, get your tickets to our live show this Friday. We are talking, uh, we are, we're getting into mere hours before we're live on stage in Salt Lake City. We will have a show tomorrow morning, then we jump on a plane to Salt Lake City and then we have the live show on Friday night February 17th a few tickets remain so if you're in the area you're coming to All-Star Weekend hope to see you there otherwise lots of games on tonight and we'll break them all down on tomorrow's No Dunks Till then Clipper Bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember the podcast name No Hunks unfortunately it's unavailable <laughs> somebody took it What about all hunks? (laughs) I'm guessing that one's available for a podcast. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Brace the day, people.